Well, let's get into the word this morning. Father, we thank you for your holy written word. We thank you it's life to those that find it and help to all our flesh. We thank you, Lord, today that as we approach your word, we do so with great reverence, with humility. And Father, we thank you with just such an expectancy today that your word brings forth such manifestation of strength and power and wisdom in our lives. And we thank you today that we will understand more and know you more in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I felt led of the Lord to um, read this scripture and maybe expound on this. Uh, I know it's familiar, but I think today it could, there could be a real freshness on it from heaven. And so we're going to turn to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8. Philippians 3, 8. And start reading here. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And look at verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I have already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Now, I know there's a lot in those scriptures, but uh, this one in particular, verse 14, stood out to me this week as I was praying for the church. And it says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And, and then just the word press, that there's a pressing, you know, uh, I believe it's so important just to kind of lean forward in God at times, to lean forward, to hear his voice, to lean forward, to talk to him and have that communication and have that openness with him and just press into his will a little more, you know, um, and and here he, he teaches us through this chapter and the next chapter kind of how to do that, because that might be foreign to, to some. They might not understand what is pressing toward the goal uh, and what does that what does that entail? What does that mean? I like what the Amplified says in verse 14. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. 
Now, the, the verse before that says in the Amplified that he, that we should be reaching forward, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. But in, in this, this, these scriptures, it's not just going forward, it's going upward. You know, and, and I believe that in our Christian walk, we always need to know that our help comes from above. Uh, Jesus looked to heaven, didn't he, before he even blessed the, the bread that he multiplied. He looked to heaven. Why? Because it was always his his source. It was always, uh, you know, it, heaven is our home. We are citizens of heaven. We're really, since we've been born again, there's very little on here on the earth that has any kind of, of attachment or rule over us. We really have authority over everything that we were brought out of, amen, because now we're born of God, and our home is heaven. We never need to forget that, and, and maybe that's why sometimes we feel so weird on the earth. You ever feel kind of weird? Because you're an alien, right? We're aliens. Um, we are not of this world, and so it just seems like we're... uh just a little off because uh, we're we're heaven bound and heaven is our home. Amen. And I think that's a good thing not to get so comfortable on the earth. I remember one of our great ministers, he would say, don't get weighed down with all the things of the earth because you need to stay light. So you go up in the rapture. <laughs> and I've thought about that so many times. You know, We're going to stay light. So we go up in the rapture. Don't let things or people drag you down and get you down. Amen. Because we are not of this world. So as as we walk in the world, of course, we're going to have tribulation. There's going to be tests. There's going to be trials. Uh, we're not free from that at all. Uh, like what our pastor says, there's only two times the devil's going to attack you. That's when you're in the will of God and when you're out of the will of God. Because he's God, little g, of the world. And so he roams about seeking whom he may devour. That's what his, his whole plan is, is try to devour. And we've seen how he's tried really hard in the last, what, six months to uh, just pour out, yeah, his his um, harassment and fear and all the other things that uh, have come along with even uh, this evil, upheaval. So we see um, what we are to do as Christians is we're not supposed to stop and look at it all. We're supposed to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling forward and upward. Amen. In Christ Jesus. That never changes for us. But I believe one of hell's biggest uh, uh, hindrances to the body of Christ is distraction. Distraction. He wants to get us distracted and off of what we're supposed to do. Because I tell you, when you press toward the prize and the mark for the prize of the high calling, and it is a high calling in Christ Jesus, things start happening that are eternal things. Not just temporal things, but eternal things. For instance, people start getting born again. See, that's an eternal thing. Amen. People start getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. People start realizing the destiny and the plan of God for their lives. And so the word spreads. Amen. There's more labors for the harvest. Glory to God. And so we need to keep our mind 
uh, on these things that God is doing and not what man is doing. Because it's easy if hours and hours of the news that you see what man is doing. But we need to make sure that we are spending time. We're spending energy and time with the Lord to find out what his plan is, what he's doing. And it's a lot more fun. Amen. It's a lot more joy to it. (laughs) Hallelujah to his plan. So we press toward, we lean forward, we press in for for that forward plan and that upward plan of Christ Jesus. Um, In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and we'll, we'll maybe we'll come back to this in a minute so you can hold your place. But 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's look there for a minute in uh, verse 23, 2 Corinthians 11:23. I want you to see here that Paul, because he was the one that talked to us about pressing toward the the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and he really kept his focus on what God was calling him to do and and doing what God was calling him to do. And um, and it wasn't like that was the only thing going on in his life, because we know here he, he lists some things uh, that were coming against him. And, it you know, it was almost constant. And I think if we we get over into the negative things of, of what's coming against us so many times, we magnify those things over God and then get caught up in that and then, you know, get off track. But uh because we can do what he said to do and, and know that he went through these things, too. We're not strangers to trouble, are we? Um, we shouldn't think it would be odd for for things not to be just perfect in our lives. And I think sometimes we just we're deceived as Christians thinking if we're Christians, everything should be going right all the time. There shouldn't be any trouble and no opposition and and that's not the way it is. We see here, and let's read in verse 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths off. Of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, save one. That was five times that happened to him. Uh, thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils. Uh, and I think the New Living Translation says, in dangers of water, in dangers of robbers, in dangers of, of my own countrymen, in danger of the heathen, in danger in the city, in danger in the wilderness, in danger in the sea, in danger in the false brethren. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. I mean, there's danger everywhere. But, praise God, he just kept going toward the heavenly vision, didn't he? He just kept going toward the heavenly vision. Uh, verse 27, weariness and painfulness and watchings often and hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. And so, uh, Paul had been through a couple of things, hadn't he? I tell you, when I look at his life, I think I haven't been through anything. (laughs) And, and, you know, I have, but nothing compared to this list. I mean, I I haven't been beaten five times with 39 stripes. That's a lot, isn't it? Wow. Uh, Just that one thing he listed. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. 
What are we supposed to do when we're going through things, when things are happening to us, when we uh, are feeling the the uh, uh, effects of the enemy and, and living in a fallen world, uh, really a uh, very uh, tumultuous world? We see here, uh, even 2 Corinthians 4, 8, uh, Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Once again, he brought his mind back to focus on the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we take communion, isn't it? Yes. We show his death till he come. So we see, we identify with the death, and then, praise God, we can identify with the resurrection. Hallelujah, because our life is hid in Christ. Now we see that uh, to establish this in our lives where we can press on no matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstances are, uh, I believe that we will just see four things really quickly here that will help us uh, press and press toward the, the mark for the prize. Number one is that we must be established in his righteousness. It is imperative that we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And thank God you have a pastor that ministers that so beautifully and uh, unceasingly because it's such a foundation for everything. We cannot press on if we don't have that established knowing that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 64, 6 says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our own good deeds and all the good things that we could ever do is as filthy rags. But the righteousness of God that we see in our Lord, because he is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness, he did it all so that we could be stamped <laughs> uh, uh, and 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 claimed as his righteousness. And so we need to d- declare that in our lives. In, in this same chapter, Philippians chapter 3, look at verse 9 again, Philippians 3, 9. Are you with me? Hopefully you're with me and you hadn't gone home yet. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Uh, this is so important in this chapter. It says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. See, by faith we are righteous. The righteousness which is of God by faith. So he has called us righteous, and because he has, then it's true. Amen? Then it's true in our lives. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we must establish ourselves in that. And realize how important it is that we press toward God because of his righteousness in us. 
We can come before him without shame, without guilt, without intimidation, because he made us this way. He made us righteous. We didn't make ourselves righteous. And if you, if we think we have, if we think we've earned enough to get in the, the presence of God, then sometimes even obtaining his promises will, will come against our mind like, well, we didn't do enough to earn that though. Or, or we're just not, you know, we're not good enough to have that happen to us. And I'm telling you, we can get off in our mind so quickly in, uh, in our own works and what we've earned or not earned or what we've done and haven't done or how bad we've been or we shouldn't have done that. And God, praise, praise his name forever. He has forgiven us for every sin. Amen. He's already washed us and cleansed us. Thank God. And we can stand in his presence without guilt and shame. Only because of what Jesus did for us. Hallelujah. And his righteousness remains forever. Amen. It's established and it remains. So we can, in the midst of situations and circumstances in our life, stand in his presence with boldness, knowing that he desires for us to have everything Jesus paid for. The second thing here in the same uh, chapter, Philippians, uh, well, one chapter over, Philippians 4.4, 4, uh, this also, I believe, will help us press. And it, it's uh, in... Chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord. The Amplified says rejoice in the Lord always. Delight and gladden yourself in him. Isn't that good? Gladden yourself in him. Again, I say rejoice. It's not that God's saying magnify me, magnify me. (laughs) It's for our sakes that we magnify him. Because then we realize The God who made heaven and made earth loves me. Amen. And his mighty power is towards me. And he's making it available to me. And I can realize that and be aware of it when I'm gladdening myself in him. Hallelujah. So really rejoice always is what he's saying here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight and gladden yourself in him. It helps you press. Amen. And then uh, the third thing here is is also right in these scriptures. Verse six says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So the third thing would be prayer and petition. We turn our worry, our anxiety, uh, our fearfulness into prayers. So that we can cast it over on the Lord. So we can give things to him and there becomes an exchange there where he gives us what? The peace of God, verse 7, that passes all understanding. And it'll keep you. Amen? It'll keep us. It keeps our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the third would be prayer. Delighting in, in him and then the prayer and petition. Never forgetting he's always wanting us to give our problems, troubles, situations to him. Amen. The Bible says he's a very present help in trouble. (laughs) Very present. Always ready. 
Because, you know, I hear people say, I just don't want to bother God with that. I just don't want, you know, I, I think that's you know too small or too big or whatever they say. But, you know, he wants you to come to him with your problems. And it would, would really help us to do that. Hallelujah. And put them over on him because he can do something about it when we can't. So often we can't do things about what's going on. But he can do it. Amen? Do you believe it? I know. I, I know it from experience. He And from his word, he does what he says he's going to do. And then the fourth thing here and the final thing that we can do that helps us press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, keep going and keep going in the will of God, is in line in getting our mind in line with his word. In other words, our thinking. We have a mind and we have a brain and we think about things and God knows we do. He's not against thinking or, or using your mind. In fact, we probably should use it more often. Um, but in verse 8, he addresses how to keep your mind straight. And he says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So we have a choice of what we are going to think about. We can bring into captivity thoughts that are against the will of God and and begin to think on these things. Amen. Um, the Amplified says, fix your mind. Fix your mind on these things. And, and that's how, you know, that's part of the pressing is fixing your mind on what God is saying about the situation. Really, all these things that he says to think about, you know, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, powerful, praise, all these things are godly thoughts. And and I've been to him before and said, okay, Lord, what do you think about this situation? I want to know what you're thinking about this. And really, that's just a part of getting his wisdom. And he said, ask for wisdom, I'll give it to you. So when you go to him and say, what do you think about this situation? What should what should this look like? Because that's what I'm going to ask you for. That's what I'm going to ask you to do your will here in this situation. Um, and then also maybe it's about other people in your life. Maybe, you're, you know, you're, you're having trouble dealing with relationship, a person, maybe at work or home or family. I don't know what, maybe, you know, a neighbor. I don't know. But God can give you wisdom about that. Situation. This look like, Lord, what what is my part in it? What is you know, what should I pray for that person? Maybe they need to be born again. You know, if you have a neighbor that gives you a lot of problem all the time, maybe it's the devil in them and maybe they need to be born again instead of you, you know, being mean to them and doing whatever back retaliating. Maybe you need to pray that labor sent or sent forth to, to that person to be born again. Maybe it's you that needs to get born again. Amen. Um, and so, you know, you, God knows. And if I believe if we just come before him and say, okay, what is your mind? What's the mind of Christ in this situation, in this circumstance? And then start praying his will. When you see it, start praying his will. When you know it, Start praying. Hallelujah. And he'll show you. 
If you ask him, he'll show you. Um, Philippians 4, verse 13, look at this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, this is number four. We can remember we have free access to the strength of God. We have free access to the strength of God. Uh, I like what the Amplified says in verse 13. Look at this. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. Who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. We're not self-sufficient in ourselves. Well, you know, you need to be independent. You need to be self-sufficient. You need to have self-esteem. Well, I, I, I kind of take a step away from self a lot because I have seen myself work on self and try to do self and self, self, self. And it doesn't work so well. Amen. But when I look at Christ's sufficiency, when I look at the love of Christ, when I look at the compassion of our Lord, when I look at the forgiveness of Christ, when I see power and his might, then that excites me that we are joined together. We're joined with him. And, and the branch and the vines are joined so that the same strength infuses into your inner man. Amen? And one of the prayers in the, uh, in the epistle says, you know, that we're strengthened with all might by his spirit in our inner man. Now, I like that because with all might, you can you can be ready for anything. Well, I just don't know what else is going to happen in this world. It doesn't matter. You're ready for it. Amen. Well, I just don't know how it could get much worse. Well, it might get much worse, but you're ready for it. Amen? We can't just be frightened out of our mind at anything and everything that might happen. Well, what if the election goes wrong? What if it happens? What if the socialism takes? What if the communism? We are infused in our inner man. Amen? And I don't want any of that to happen. I'm not confessing that any of that happened. I'm just saying, if we, if it came down to death, the Bible says to die is gain. Amen. And to die is far better. So there you go. Praise the Lord. Amen. We can't lose even in death. But he says here, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength to me. And that's why we can press because we are infused. Don't you like that word? Infused with inner strength. Hallelujah. Inner strength. I remember a time where I thought, uh, you know, it was really hard to forgive. Has it ever been hard for you to forgive something going on or somebody that's horrible in your life? And you think, oh, my gosh, how in the world could I ever forgive? So I just did a little lesson for myself on forgiveness and uh, really focusing my attention on forgiveness. And, of course, Jesus said, you know, you forgive, what, 49 Times seven or whatever. Seven times seven, 49 times. So I, fa- I found myself forgiving this one person. 
this is this is pressing toward the mark. Okay, uh, this is a part of it. I haven't strayed from the subject. I believe forgiveness is really big in our lives because uh, we we all have to live with each other. There's different personalities and in different situations, etc. But I, I remember thinking I have to forgive this person sometimes 49 times in one day. I really felt like, and this is the same person, <laughs> 490, yeah, thank you. Um, maybe it was 49 times in an hour. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot because it was almost constant. And the harassment, not only uh, to to me, but to my family and also, you know, then just the harassing thoughts. So I had to come to a place where even when I had a thought of, can't believe this is happening. Why is, you know, this happening and this person? Then I would say out loud, I forgive him. I forgive him. Amen. I forgive him. And, you know, it became less and less frequent that I had to do that. But when it first was going on and I was first in, in this pressing toward this, um, it was quite frequent that I had to say out loud, I forgive him. I forgive him. And then, you know, later on, it became less and less until you know, then the forgiveness was manifest in my life and it didn't really matter what he did. Amen. <laughs> and so that was the joyous place to get because it's almost like God, you know, God says in his word, he's ready to forgive. And I had to come to that place where I was just sitting on ready to forgive. Just just do something to me and I'm already ready to forgive you. Now, that's an amazing place to come to, isn't it? Just try to do something to me and I'm ready to forgive you. That's how God is. He's so ready. Amen. In fact, he's already forgiven. That's how ready he is. And uh, as Christians, well, we can come to that place where we, we are sitting on ready to forgive any and every offense. Now, that doesn't mean we get involved with that those people or that we have to be best friends with them or that we even have to talk to them again has nothing to do with that. Amen. It's a heart issue. And so uh, here he says, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow. What a place to live. Amen. What a beautiful place. To be, and Paul found himself there. He said, "I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. I know I know how to be full. I know how to be hungry. I know how to abound. I know how to suffer need." And all these things, he found a contentment because he just kept pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What a contentment, amen, that there is in that. Praise God. So let's stand up for a minute. Father, I just thank you for this time that we can learn of you and grow in you. and We can press. Father, I thank you that you are, I believe, appealing to your church, not just this church, but all churches right now, to press, to press toward you, to press in prayer, to press in the word. And in the will of God to lean forward and to see your inner strength or our inner strength infused by you. To see the strength and the might of God imparted 
into us as we lean toward you, Father. As we lean on your word, on your spirit, on your son, Jesus, on his redemptive work. As we lean on his righteousness, his holiness. I thank you, Lord, that cares are lifted, burdens are lifted, and that we become really carefree, carefree, anxiety-free. Hallelujah. Full of joy, unspeakable. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning to keep their eyes on Jesus. To keep their eyes straight ahead on the will of God, on the work of God, on serving God. On telling the good news and sharing with people. The hope in Christ. Helping others understand what a help you are, Father. What a very present help you are. We thank you today that we know that. And that we can begin to share that truth with others. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We'll just wait on him for a moment here. Glory, glory, glory to you, Father. Thank you right now. You're infusing us with your strength in our inner man. Thank you that our sufficiency is of Christ. Hallelujah. With him... We can do all things. Be ready for anything and everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We rejoice in